0: I'm Rebecca. I'm Sarah. And I'm Allie. And you're listening to Desk Chair Detectives.
1: Hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, Okay, so it's my turn. And I couldn't decide what to do. I've been in a bit of a, like, mental block when it comes to picking cases lately. So I decided to pick the one that, like, I first became obsessed with. Like Ooh. this was the first, like it's a serial killer that I was like so scared and like interested in.
0: I feel like I know who. It- I don't know. You'll uh, know, and like I'll tell you in two seconds. <laughs> On so the edge of my seat.
1: It's a very big one.
0: I know who it is. Who? Ted Bundy.
1: <laughs> no, sorry, that was loud. I'll turn that down. <laughs> um this it wasn't him it wasn't him oh shit no um this serial killer he only has five confirmed victims he's suspected of like 40 other ones but these there's only five that they can confirm but he is one of the most infamous serial killers of all time we are going to talk about the unknown man who terrorized californians in the late 1960s and 70s we're talking about the Zodiac Killer
0: ow ow Mm. yeah Um, Yeah, this is (laughs) not that it's good but
1: like
0: I love talking about this it's
1: just so crazy and like I remember I was in like middle school I think and I was honestly I probably had diarrhea I used to say I was sick (laughs) if I had a stomach ache so I would like try to stay home but I was like on (laughs) the couch (laughs) and uh there was like some documentary or like tv show on about him and i was so scared and they had someone do like dramatic readings of his letters and like from that point on i was just like obsessed what (laughs) yeah it was like very scary um so the first known and confirmed zodiac murder took place in on december 20th 1968 Seventeen-year-old David Arthur Faraday and sixteen-year-old Betty Lou Jensen were out on their first date. No, they had attended a Christmas concert at her high school, then stopped at a local restaurant for dinner before stopping a few blocks from Betty's home at a little gravel parking lot mm-hmm. near Lake Herman, that was a well-known lovers' lane spot. And this was around ten fifteen p.m. Oh. Uh-huh shortly after stopping a car pulled in next to them and they could like tell that from like the gravel marks and stuff um the killer approached the vehicle and ordered the couple out of the car it appeared that betty lou had exited the car first but when david was halfway out the killer shot him in the head then the killer (laughs) shot betty five times in the back as she fled her body was found 28 feet from the car the killer then drove off david faraday was a popular high school student eagle scout and a member of the vallejo high school wrestling team and betty lou jensen was a talented artist and a popular student with many friends and they were very cute
0: betty lou i just know she was cute because her name's so adorable
1: betty lou and i read this thing it was like um this other boy was interested in betty lou they met at like a high school mixer or something like that and this other boy had his eye on her but um david came up and was like no i like her and then like there was like like a fight like a they're like fighting for like
0: who got to go out yeah and um (laughs) for who gets to pin her (laughs) yeah yeah she's gonna wear
1: his pin and um obviously david won and they went out and on the first date it did not end well
0: um so <laughs> what would have happened if she took the other guy
1: i know right like well, if, if- it's just crazy like if they didn't stop at that like you just really never know what they didn't want to make out moment.
0: then yeah. they would probably would have stayed alive right be careful out there kids you know yeah. kissing
1: so the next known attack happened the night of July 4th 1969 22 year old Darlene Farron and her friend, 19 year old Michael Magoo, sat inside Darlene's car at Blue, Blue Rock Springs Park. And this was located only two miles from the last crime scene um, in December. Shortly after midnight, another vehicle parked behind the pair and the driver stepped out. Michael and Darlene initially thought that the person approaching the passenger window with a bright light was a police officer but they were shocked by a sudden burst of gunfire and a swarm of bullets flying into the car Michael was shot in the jaw and leapt into the back seat only to be hit again bullets hit Darlene as she sat behind the steering wheel the gunman started to walk away but he returned to the car when he heard Michael crying out in pain Mm-hmm. the man fired several more shots into the car and walked back to his car and drove away darlene was pronounced dead at the hospital and michael amazingly survived the attack despite being shot in the face neck and chest
0: Damn.
1: My, right michael described um, his attacker as 26 to 30 or year 30 years old about nine 195 to 200 pounds or even more and about five um foot eight inches tall and he was a white male with short light brown curly hair so like i don't know if you've seen that zodiac movie Um yes. with like jake gyllenhaal and um robert yeah. Downey jr but like mm-hmm. this scene was like so scary because like how they said how he would do it if he like attached a flashlight to his gun so like you can't see the He's gun his face yeah and you can't see his face and they literally thought it was like a cop like telling them to like yeah. stop making out or whatever you know so that was right after midnight. and at about 12:40 that night, so 40 minutes later, Vallejo police dispatchers answered a call from a man who claimed he was responsible for the shooting at Blue Rock Spring Park. The dispatcher was surprised when the man claimed he was also responsible for the murders on Lake Harmon Road.
0: Wait, when this call came in, did they know of the murder yet? They
1: actually found the bodies like really sh- like oh uh, like, I think it was like 1230 or something like that. Someone was driving past, like was driving home. And I think they like saw Darlene because she had tried to run away. She was like, mm. um, yeah. Um, so yeah, they had already had like police at the crime scene.
0: Because like how creepy would that be if you just like called and said, hey, I'm responsible for this. And they're like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, they're like, uh, come again. <laughs> yeah. So that was July 4th, right? On August 1st, 1969 three newspapers received letters from someone who claimed to be the killer and this is like one thing i never i would i had heard like parts of the letters before but i tried to include as many of the actual like what he actually wrote in them as i can and they're like really creepy um so the letters read dear editor this is the murderer of the two teenagers last christmas at lake herman and the girl on fourth of july near the golf course in vallejo And, like, right there, like, he's following the newspapers because, like, he saw that, like, the guy didn't die, only the girl did. Mm -hmm. Um, To prove I killed them, I shall state some facts which only I and the police know. And then he went on, he, like, had a, like, a numbered list and it was, like, the ammo I used was this. There were 10 bullets total shot, like. Because they didn't
0: release any of that info?
1: Yeah, like, uh, I think he said something like, The boy was in the back seat because like he like dove into the back to try to get cover. And then each letter also included one third of a 408 symbol cryptogram, which the killer claimed contained his identity. So they actually like released these and like printed them in the newspaper and were like asking people for help.
0: That's like Um, so that's still so interesting. That's like the most interesting part to me. Right. It's so um, sick. Like, let's yeah. let's turn this into a game. Right?
1: So the killer demanded that they be printed on the front page or he would cruise around all weekend killing lone people in the night, then move on to kill again until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend. So they were like, okay, obviously we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was August 1st. On August seventh, another letter was received um, by at the San Francisco Examiner with the salutation, "Dear Editor." This is the Zodiac speaking. So that kind of became like his like catchphrase for all of the letters, um, and this was the first time he had used this name for identification. And I think it's weird because something else I find interesting about this case is like, like the Hill Hillside Strangler, right? Like the news gave them um their names name. right like but the like, night
0: stalker yeah he named himself which is disgusting why are I... we letting serial killers name themselves i know also and why yeah, are we yeah. and why are we giving serial killers like cool names yeah like it sounds yeah. fancy we need to give them, like, give them bad names. Smelly butt cereal yeah. killer. Stupid like head. Yeah. yeah, like
1: like the Night Stalker. Everyone said his breath was so disgusting. How come he wasn't the stinky breath killer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> his teeth were rotting out of his head.
0: Nobody wants to be the stinky breath killer, but, like, the Night Stalker? Like, Sounds that's cool, cool, right? Idiots.
1: <laughs> so this letter was a response to this, like, chief of police request, um, that he wanted more info to like prove that he that the person writing the letters had actually killed David, Betty, and Darlene. Um, so in this second letter, the Zodiac included details about the murder that had not been released to the public, um, as well as a message to the police that when they cracked the code from the previous letter, they will have me. So now it was like the pressure was really on to um, solve these uh, riddles or cryptograms, whatever they call them. So a day later, Donald and Betty Harden of Salinas, California, they're like this married couple. They decided that they were going to take a, they were going to try to solve the um, cryptogram. And they did it in like 20 hours or something. The two of them figured it out, which I thought was like kind of cool. They were just like,
0: yeah, that's chair
1: detectives at home.
0: That would have been us back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, this is what the, what that letter said I like killing people because it is so much fun it is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill someone to kill something gives me the most thrilling experience it is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl the best part of it is that when I die I will be reborn in paradise and all the lone or stray people i have killed will become my slaves i will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collecting of slaves for my afterlife
0: man's cuckoo i'm scared
1: and he had a lot of typos in this like um he thinks paradise has a c in it ah lovely
0: were these the letters that they read on that tv show you're talking about um they had it was like this
1: is the zodiac speaking or
0: like they had all that. that if i ever heard that late at night when i was little i would be terrified yeah, yeah.
1: like i always knew the zodiac killer was like obviously wackadoo but like i didn't know it was like
0: collecting yeah.
1: slaves for the afterlife wackadoo uh, yeah you know? i don't
0: think i ever remember hearing that yeah. <laughs> so
1: in the move in the zodiac the movie with jake john hall this next murder was the one that really like haunted my nightmares
0: I feel Um, like I know. I feel like I remember this one. It's terrible. It's terrible.
1: So the next murders occurred on September 27th, 1969. And two college students, Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard, which is like the best name ever, were picnicking at Lake Berryessa. And a white man believed to be about 5'11 and around 170 pounds approached them wearing a black executioner's type hood with clip-on sunglasses over the eye holes and this like bib like device over his chest that he had painted a white circle cross symbol on it. He approached them with a gun um, and the hooded man said that he had just escaped um, from jail. He had just escaped from jail where he had killed a guard, stole their car and was explaining to them that he now needed to take their car and money to travel to Mexico because the vehicle that he sold was too hot so
0: then mm-hmm. this man there's a lot to unpack there
1: yeah so like in the in the movie
0: in the movie it's horrifying it's
1: horrifying and i did read an article where they said like that movie is like 35 percent accurate right? yeah So like whatever but in the movie it's like they're this like beautiful couple just like laying on a blanket having a little picnic or like reading or something and they look up and there's just like this man standing by a tree in like a black hood and like whatever so if that's not terrifying enough right okay take my car take my wallet whatever you want the killer then takes out pre-cut lengths of plastic clothesline and told cecilia to tie brian up before he tied her up the killer checked um how she how cecilia tied brian's like bonds and found that she like tied them really loose so he went back and like retied them Um, and Brian said spoiler he survives but Brian said he thought that this was just like a really bizarre robbery but then all of a sudden the man pulled out a knife and um, started stabbing them both repeatedly
0: no like Mm
1: -hmm. in the in the movie they're literally laying right next to each other like staring at each other scared and like he just starts stabbing them
0: and it's like broad daylight, middle broad of the day. daylight. That's the yeah. other scary
1: part. Like, yeah. it's not, they weren't like walk around the woods at
0: night or like, no. Up to no good.
1: They were literally reading in the middle of the day.
0: And they were at like a park. Why was yeah. no one around?
1: Yeah, it was just like, so there were people at the park and they're the ones that actually um, like found them. Um, so he starts stabbing them and Brian was stabbed six times and Cec- Cecilia was stabbed over 10 times in the process. The killer then hiked 500 yards back up to the road where um, the two had parked and he drew the same cross circle symbol on Brian's car door with like a black Sharpie and wrote Vallejo 12 20 68 7 69 September 27 69 6:30. so that was that day he wrote the date and time by knife Oh Somebody God! Listed out all the murders that he was claiming. Yeah. So
0: Damn, he no.
1: claims this was around six thirty, I guess, right? So at seven forty p.m., the killer then calls the Napa County Sheriff's Office from a tele- payphone to report this latest crime, and the caller stated to the operator that he wished to report a murder, no, a double murder, before stating that he had been the perpetrator of the crime. The phone was found still off the hook minutes later um, at the Napa car wash um, that was like right down the street from the sheriff's office. Oh my right. God,
0: so close. <laughs>
1: right? Um, and detectives were able to lift a wet palm print from the telephone, but they were never able to match it to a sus- suspect.
0: Convenient.
1: So after hearing, um, victims scream for help, a man and his son who were fishing in a nearby cove, um, at this park, um, they came up and they like, saw this gruesome scene and they called for help. And Cecilia was still conscious when police arrived and she was able to provide a detailed description of the attacker. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and Brian and Cecilia were taken to the queen of the Valley hospital in Napa, um, and cecilia went into a coma during the transport and never regained consciousness she died two days later but brian survived the uh, attack and was able to recount his tale
0: damn right that whole scene was like because like we talk about this stuff and we like hear about this stuff but seeing it in a movie is just like it really makes it so much more real as like seeing it unfold on your screen and like i can't imagine like like that being me with my significant other no
1: and i'm pretty sure they did that thing in movies that i hate when it's like silent
0: i think you're right because it made it so much scarier right it's
1: just like oh so eerie um okay so two weeks later now october 11th 1969 a white male passenger enters a cab that was being driven by paul stein um at the intersection of mason and geary streets in san francisco okay and he had asked to be driven to this like fancy neighborhood i guess in san francisco um and so the guy starts driving right and they stop and they said it was um i guess they have to like call in back then they would like call in saying where they were going if you were a taxi driver um and they found it odd that like they knew the neighborhood that he was going to but they ended up parking like past it like they drove past it for some reason Hmm. um that was just like a weird little detail but then the passenger (laughs) shot paul stein once in the head with a nine millimeter handgun yeah he (laughs) took his wallet car keys and tore a section of his bloodstained shirt off of him um this whole thing was witnessed by three teenagers who were across the street at the time
0: yeah and they, again broad daylight <laughs> yeah
1: well this was this was at night Oh, I
0: was, was like, this was
1: at night so it was like nine This is they called the police at 9 50 5 p.m they okay. like were literally oh. i think they were like in their house and like saw a car pull up and like looked out the window Damn. and so they like called the police um as the crime like before the guy even left like they were already on the phone with the police um they said that they observed the man wiping down the cab before walking away and this is the part where like it's so frustrating because two blocks from where the attack happened there were these two patrol officers don fook and (laughs) eric zelms and they were responding to the call and as they're like driving over there they see this white man walking on the sidewalk and then he like saw the cops and kind of like went up a stairway to this house. And um, they said they they just, re- they, they didn't even think anything of it. They just remembered seeing that there was this like guy walking down the street. They like took oh a mental God. note. Um, they said that this guy that they saw was about 35 to 40 years old, 5'10", with a crew cut. Um, and he Sorry, five. I lost my place. He was five ten with a crew cut, um, and I think the reason they didn't like stop him. Well, there's two reasons. The teenagers <laughs> had described him as being younger, like twenty five to thirty, but like when the cops saw this guy walking, they're like he was definitely older than that. Um, and somehow the radio dispatcher told them to look for a black suspect when the teenagers certainly said that he was white.
0: What? So
1: like they literally saw and it'll come out later i'll get to it but like they literally saw him
0: yeah what?
1: walked right past their car and they just so kept going. frustrating right like this even whole more thing
0: frustrating com- that the operator told them to look for a black man right like, what are you doing Yep.
1: Yeah. so this was um the last official official confirmed murder of the zodiac killer The Stein murder was initially believed to be a routine robbery that had escalated to a homicide. But on October 13th, the San Francisco Chronicle received a letter from the Zodiac that claimed the credit for killing of this man and contained a torn section of the bloody shirt to prove this. The Mm. three teen witnesses worked with a police artist to prepare composite sketch Of the killer, and I believe that's the one that you see when you like um, Google Google the Zodiac killer. Um, A few days later, this police artist returned, working with the witness witnesses to to prepare a second composite sketch, and um, they printed this. And because of this police sketch, over the years they had about twenty five hundred suspects reported. Wow. based on this police sketch three days after paul was murdered the san francisco chronicle received another letter from the zodiac which included a piece of paul's bloody shirt to prove he was a killer and the letter said this is the zodiac speaking i am the murderer of the taxi driver over by washington street and maple street last night to prove this here is a blood-stained piece of his shirt i am the same man who did in the people in the north bay area The San Francisco police could have caught me last night if they had searched the park properly instead of holding road races with their motorcycles, seeing who could make the most noise. The car drivers should have just parked in their cars and sat there quietly waiting for me to come out of cover. School children make nice targets. I think I shall wipe out a school bus with two S's um, some morning. Just shoot out the front tire and pick the kitties off as they come bouncing out.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So there's that. Ah, uh. Right? So then this, this is good. Things just get like bizarre. And you can tell he's kind of like spiraling a little bit, this guy.
0: Yeah. Um, he like wants to be caught so bad. Yes. Yeah. Messy, messy.
1: Yes. Very sloppy. But like so sloppy, but like.
0: Sloppy, but not
1: good enough to just i know i'm gonna called, say right? not sloppy to... enough not even <laughs> yeah.
0: sloppy he's just getting angry that like yeah. i don't know maybe oh, he doesn't just have wait. more attention
1: just wait just wait so on october 20th someone claiming to be the zodiac killer called the oakland police department and demanded that these two prominent lawyers in the area make an appearance on a morning talk show and i'm pretty sure the talk show was like this what was the name of danny tanner's wake up san stuff. francisco yeah <laughs> it was literally like am san francisco it was like the same thing um <laughs> and like it's also bizarre to me that like if you said name two prominent lawyers i couldn't name one that's like in my town i don't know
0: oh and no i would not be able to robert
1: say. kardashian
0: yeah rest. yeah literally that's what I was going say kim and kardashian kim. <laughs> yeah um, the word is prominent sarah yeah sorry, so sorry.
1: <laughs> give it a couple years she also does, rob she's...
0: kardashian is dead so. <laughs> oh it's so
1: because wait who,
0: who were Stephen avery's lawyers because i was like oh i like that lady oh no no the um, the, the, the oh, men the two the men when oh, first- <laughs>
1: they had all those like pictures of them being like yeah. best friends
0: i was like weirdly like in love with Stephen avery's lawyers even though they were like 45 year old men that weren't that good looking anyway we can cut that out okay <laughs> I well. think you should leave it in <laughs> no only if you post Allie groping herself I will okay. I'll do it all put the um, little black bar over my eyes <laughs> nobody knows it's me like TikTok
1: the TikTok <laughs> that I made like two TikToks for. okay
0: um, oh yeah I'm deleting my TikTok I made it same I have not used it since you told <laughs> us to get TikTok <laughs> i use i was using it and then i was getting addicted and when i took all those trips i took a break and now that i took a break i'm not on it and i feel like i should keep it that way i'm not talking to you guys anymore back to the murderer
1: (laughs) so one of the two lawyers that he like made a request for was like okay i'll do it um so he goes on the show and the person claiming to be the zodiac killer calls in and it's like yeah (laughs) <laughs> and is like but it has like very different vibes he was like so nervous he was talking about how he didn't want to get caught because he was so scared of the gas chamber like what mm. um but turns out they traced this call and it was traced back to be a patient at a mental hospital
0: oh, so well, he, it was correct. just
1: like yeah and throughout there was like a lot of people who would be like i am the zodiac killer and like a lot of like deathbed confessions have come out over the years and none of them ever like
0: i bet that really oh, sure. pissed the real zodiac killer off that right we were taking credit for his ship
1: right so funny you say that <laughs> because on november 8th the zodiac mailed a card with another cryptogram consisting of 340 characters this oh. time the code would not be cracked for another 51 years it wasn't until december 5th 2020 Oh, I read about
0: this in the news. Yes. Yes. It was
1: finally deciphered by an international team of private citizens, including an American software engineer, an Australian mathematician, and a Belgian programmer. The letter said, I hope you are having lots of fun trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise, spelt with a C, all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise so they are afraid of death I'm not afraid because I know that my new life will be an easy one in paradise of
0: death I I love that like he's interesting and maybe calculated enough to come up with something like that won't get solved for 50 years but spells paradise with a c yes mm, that was like so, it's interesting. so bizarre like
1: he's definitely like smart but also stupid yeah, I can so even be smart and not educated
0: yeah. yeah right i don't know but like he's very like meticulous and kind of buttoned up like he he put together like a crypto note you know what i mean like i have like- a
1: theory that just came to me because of what you said what What if you take every word he misspelled and scramble them together and it's his name
0: sorry you need to do it when we get off the call (gasps) yeah i just got some i'm gonna solve the zodiac yes someone needs to solve it you're telling me that nobody did that ancestry dna or anything and no one came up
1: well wait (gasps) my child
0: sorry sorry i didn't mean to ruin that (laughs)
1: um so when they so this like team of international decoders whatever they call them um they like submitted this to the fbi and they verified that like this was like an actual letter from him and all that stuff whatever so but they also said yeah great job you decoded it but it doesn't give us any clues but it's just funny to me too like he was clearly he was so mad that someone called to pretend to be him
0: and what it was like like 40 years later 51 years later later, they finally figured it out like that the last note no was there more after that there was more that was just one they didn't solve okay
1: yeah um so that was november 8th november 9th the zodiac mailed a seven page letter stating that two policemen stopped him and actually spoke to him three minutes after he shot paul stein
0: shut up
1: experts excerpts from the letter were published in the chronicle on november 12th including the zodiac's claim that same day officer john suke had wrote a memo explaining what had happened the night of stein's murder um so he had said remember they made like the note that they had seen a white man Mm -hmm. so on december 20th 1969 exactly one year after the uh, murders of david faraday and betty lou jensen the zodiac mailed a letter to that lawyer who had gone on tv um that included another swatch of paul's
0: shirt how much shirt did he take i know like did he just rip it off his body yeah (laughs) i think
1: he took like they said they called it like the tail of the shirt i think it was like a button down so i can think like the part that gets like tucked into your pants oh
0: um
1: and he was asking that lawyer to help him like no buddy come come clean that's the help Mm -hmm. right um, the Zodiac continued to write letters and send greeting cards for the remainder of, the, of 1970. Uh, in a letter postmarked on April 20th, 1970, he wrote on a greeting card, my name is blank. Like a blank line. Followed by a 13-character cipher that still has yet to be solved to this day.
0: So he left 13 lines. Stop. Yeah. Is it first name, last name, first name, middle name, last name?
1: Who knows? Probably three names. (laughs) Um, So from here on out, the letters continue to get more and more bizarre. He writes a letter saying he had nothing to do with a bombing that took place, um, that took a police officer's life at Golden Gate Park, but said there is more glory to killing a cop than a kid because a cop can shoot back he sent a greeting card in april saying that it would be nice to see people wearing zodiac buttons
0: okay yeah we get on that yeah i'll get on
1: that and then in june he wrote another layer letter saying he was upset that he didn't see anyone wearing zodiac buttons and he also took credit for a few more murders but they were never able to officially confirm his connection um he wrote later that he has a little list of the ways he planned to torture his slaves in paradise.
0: That's so creepy. I don't think uh, I would put slaves in paradise in the same sentence. No, yeah. no. Uh, do you want to give her food really quick? No,
1: because then she'll be chomping. I'm almost done. I have like only a little bit left. Okay. Um, so on October 27th, 1970, there is this Chronicle reporter named Paul Avery, who that was the Robert Downey Jr. character in the movie. Yes. Um, And he had been covering this case like the whole time it was happening. He received a Halloween card signed with the letter Z and the Zodiac's like cross symbol. And it written inside the card, it said, peekaboo, you are doomed. Absolutely not. He took this like super seriously and like gave him like police protection and all that kind of stuff. Um, But then three years of silence went by before the chronicle received another letter postmarked on january 29 1974 praising the exorcist as the best satirical comedy that i have ever seen like now he's giving movie reviews like no one cares bro
0: and the exorcist is definitely satire like does he have friends he considers uh these cops his friends at this point because he's been right? so long yeah like, sending just, halloween cards <laughs> if he's like sending like handwritten notes though you would think there's like dna all over that though yes
1: yep um so this la this letter was the last letter that can be officially confirmed that it was sent from the actual zodiac killer um there have been others sent throughout the years but the handwriting is slightly off and like the way the messages are written were off so that it's hard to see if they're authentic um and in 2004 the san francisco police department marked this case inactive citing caseload pressure and resource demands effectively closing the case no. but they reopened it sometime in march of 2007 Um, and it is still currently open in Napa County and the city of Riverside. Um, so in 2018, Vallejo police department announced their intention to attempt to collect the Zodiac killer's DNA pepper. Seriously. I'm doing a podcast.
0: (laughs) Mommy's busy.
1: I'm almost done. Um, (laughs) So they're gonna try. They're gonna try to take the DNA from the back of the stamps used during the correspondence, because like back then, like you had to lick the stamps to put them on.
0: Yeah, that's like that's what I was thinking. As soon as you said like letter and DNA, like the the licking, right? Even even the back of the letter, like to close it.
1: Yeah. So this is obviously inspired by the way they caught the Golden State Killer. Um, they're gonna test it in like the DNA data matches. Um, so in May of 2018. The police came out and said that the results were expected in several weeks, but as of April, well, June 2022, no reports have been released. So
0: weird. I mean, I during the Girl Scout murders, too, it did say after so much time had gone by that they couldn't really collect anything from yeah. DNA anymore because That's it true. was worn down. Maybe that has something to do with it, but it's something um, so off, too, from, like, the inspection side of it like the i don't know it's yeah. so, like why do you close the case for three years it's yeah so, yeah it's know. very
1: very weird um but throughout the years there have been a lot of suspects but there's the two most common are this one guy named arthur lee allen who so in the movie that's who they make it like see they're like oh it's definitely him and then this guy named gary francis post um Arthur Lee Allen died in 1992 um, and everything against him was totally circumstantial. He had been interviewed by, pro- from, by police from very early days of the Zodiac investigation. And he, they had over 20, they had several search warrants over 20 years. So they were looking into this guy for over 20 years. Wow. Um, and a lot of police people will say that he is the most likely suspect. Um, but in 2010, this like I guess the person in charge of investigating the stuff now said that evidence, all evidence against Allen, ultimately turned out to be negative. Shocking. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. This is yeah. This is the detective who was played by Mark Ruffalo in the oh, movie. He said. I do that. like Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark Ruffalo actually said, like, I guess this guy has passed away. The um, his name's Dave. Toshki um, but I guess Mark Ruffalo got to interview him before like playing oh, yeah. and he this is a quote from Mark Ruffalo um, of what this guy said to him he said if you get into who these cops are you realize how they have to take their hunches their personal beliefs out of it Dave told Dave said to me as soon as that guy walked in the door I knew it was him oh.
0: Pepper. That's like the Poor perfect baby. puppy crime. right? She,
1: he said Aww. he was sure he had him, but never had a solid piece of evidence, so he had to keep investigating every other lead.
0: That's like um, interesting to me. Like I, I wonder just how much effort they put in to other to people. If they yeah. like yeah. track literally had this guy for years. Yeah, and or like, if they
1: just got like hyper focused on him. Yeah. And,
0: um. Wouldn't be the first time, right?
1: No. Alan was interviewed by um, a detective in Vallejo Police Department in 1969 um, because he had been reported to be seen in the vicinity of the Lake Berryessa, which was the um, the stabbing uh, attack. Oh, um, no. He said that he had been scuba diving uh, at some like <laughs> lake nearby.
0: Are
1: on the day of the day. Of <laughs> Yeah, weird. <laughs> um, he said that uh, another police department said that like Alan had received um an other than honorable discharge from the US Navy. He had been fired from his job as an elementary school teacher for allegations of sexual misconduct with students. <sighs> and he was but he was um sorry, and he was generally well regarded by those who knew him. But was also described as fixated on young children and angry Ew. at women. Which, <sighs> if you look at any of the attacks where there was a man and a woman, there was always more like stabs or shots at the woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that kind of checks out.
0: And I feel maybe he was only killing the men just so they wouldn't talk, but he wasn't yeah. really that successful. In no. that.
1: Um, he was arrested in 1974 for sexually assaulting a 12 year old boy. and served two years in prison
0: two years yeah it It was yeah it was
1: the 70s (sighs) terrible time to be a child um (laughs) the some of the other circumstantial evidence against him was that like he wore a zodiac brand with wristwatch he lived in vallejo and he worked minutes away from one of where one of the victims lived um and from where one of the killings took place but a handwriting expert who worked on this case for decades said um they gave me a banana box full of allen's writings and none of his writing ever came close to the zodiac nor did dna extracted from the envelopes come close to arthur lee allen
0: what's a banana box
1: (laughs) a box of bananas come in
0: do they come in boxes i just <laughs> thought if you it. buy them in bulk i don't know maybe it means like there was a lot of bananas in a box and i got a banana box meaning there was a lot of stuff in the box that's all <laughs> I, I support I it i'll go ask curious george
1: <laughs> and then just real quick i'm gonna say the other guy um his name is gary francis post in october of 2021 um case breakers a team of over 40 Cold case investigators, composed of former law enforcement investigators, military intelligence officers, and journalists, claimed to have identified Zodiac killer, excuse me, I burped, as Gary <laughs> Francis Post, who died in 2018. The team claimed to have uncovered forensic evidence um, and photos of Post's dark room and noted that scars on Post's forehead matched those they said were described on the killer. I'm really sorry about my dog crying in the background. I'm not a animal abuser <laughs> she gets 8, she's just a brat. She's, she's a, a brat she's a brat yeah she's a bratty baby pepper i
0: also cry when i'm hungry so like i get it how um how old were those two guys do you know uh when those crimes were going on like how old they were were they did they fit like they were age, yeah they, they did they fit the
1: age range age. but um,
0: neither of them fit 13 characters Of their names i I was i was counting neither it was 14 and 15 not 13 so we're close Close. not there yet and i don't think the zodiac killer would have lied on 13 things so listen you'll like this
1: then so um they also claimed that removing the letters of post's name from one of the zodiac cryptograms revealed an alternate message but I didn't r- write down what that message was. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I'm
1: sorry, I'm sorry. The FBI also said that the case remained open and that there's no information to report. So like the FBI is not convinced that this is the guy. Um,
0: Doesn't seem like either of them. Are. It's just like, yeah, that's like. Like they could be. They could but, like, be, but no, like, they, yeah. Yeah i feel like we got so lucky with like the golden state killer by catching him on like dna that this guy's dead and we're just not gonna do it
1: yeah if i had to pick one of the two to be caught i'm glad the golden state killer was caught yeah he was i mean this guy was terrible but the golden state killer like i want to cover that one so bad but it's it's too much too much it's too much
0: It's so much information
1: Um, But that's really where this one ends, like people always ask like why did the letters and the crime stop, Um, a lot of people think that he died or was incarcerated but as of right now we really don't have any idea. Um, But I hope that this does have um, the same ending like the Golden State Killer. Through the advancements in DNA, so that the families and loved ones of David Faraday, Betty Lou Jensen, Michael Magoo, Darlene Farron, Brian Hartnell, Cecilia Shepherd, Cecilia Shepard, and Paul Stein finally get some closure.
0: Because I do as well very long
1: time. Me too.
0: It's been it's been a bit.
1: And also the people, well, first of all, California in the 70s, don't ever go there. Mm, (laughs) If you get the chance of time travel,
0: we're not gonna do that. There or uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: No. No, we're not going there in the '70s either. We're just no. Not... Where would I go? I don't know. Alaska. No <laughs> A deserted island. I'd stay in New Jersey. Mm. What okay. happened in New? Yeah, I'd stay in New Jersey. I think. Mm. What happened? Like to... No. Not in the '70s. I was thinking something else. <laughs> okay.
1: I don't, to, I don't want to time travel.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I have you ever read that the story about I forget what it's called, but we had to read it in school where the guy time travels and he accidentally steps on a butterfly and ruins the future. Oh, <gasps> what book was that? I have the, to I have to look it up, but it that scarred me for life. So I, if I had the choice, I would not do it. <laughs> I still think about it. I was so young when we read whatever that was. <laughs> it's probably a book I fake read. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I never read anything.
0: I just choose not to read. <laughs> uh, and, well, um, well that, that was very story. well. Thank, was you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, good job. That movie was terrifying. Oh, so scary. Yeah. That specific scene like stays with me. Because <laughs> it was watch like,
1: it. oh, they were literally yeah. like laying inches. Imagine you're with your boyfriend laying up like just reading right this guy's tying you up you're three inches away and like stabbing they he stabbed them one at a time so yeah I think he stabbed the girl first Ugh. so like he had to lay there and watch her get stabbed
0: that's what I'm saying like it's not either way like for both of them it wasn't easy you either watch someone and know it's yeah. coming, or you get stabbed first <laughs> like
1: and she had to watch him like because she yeah. was still conscious but
0: that's so Ugh. scary. To like lay there in pain and then also watch your boyfriend get stabbed. Yeah. That's so scary. Awful. That's sad. Oh. Rebecca, are you ready? Almost. I'm almost done. I started writing it today because I'm going to be busy next week. So. Um, yeah. I have to think of when I'm going to do mine. <laughs> Write mine. <laughs> Good luck. It's
1: going to be rough. <laughs> Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye. Sources for this episode include wikipedia.com, zodiackiller.com, criminalminds.fandom.com, zodiacciphers.com, zodiackillerfacts.com, history.com, and cnn.com. Death Chair.